A beautiful teaching today, and I'm so glad you're with me because I'm going to talk to you about how to succeed in all you do every single day. Listen, this is a very important teaching because God really put it on my heart to share with you from his word, my experience also, but especially his word, how to succeed in everything you do in life. Make sure to share this with your friends because I believe many people are going to be blessed by this. Thank you for being my wonderful partner. Let's pray now. Lord, we thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that you will guide us in your holy and wonderful name. I give you the praise for your promises. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. I've been in ministry over 48 years, and I've learned much about success and failure. And I'm telling you, when you pay attention to the word of God, you'll succeed. But when we don't, people fail. So the Bible begins, and of course we all know the beautiful verse in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law, that's the key, this book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayst observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So the promise of God is quite simple. God's word is what produces success in life. But it says you have to meditate upon the word day and night. And that happens when you read the Bible and then it takes hold of you. And then you begin to think about it till thought becomes meditation in the heart. The nutrients of the word go in and then God begins to speak to you on where to go and he begins to guide you. So I think The first thing you have to do is let's go to Philippians 2. Because I think that our steps that I've learned in life about all this, Philippians 2.13 is very, very, very important. It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Um, You have to come to the place to realize that what lies in front of you, what lies behind you, cannot be compared, cannot be compared with the power that lies inside of you. I'm going to say it again. What is in front of you and what's behind you cannot compare with the power inside of you. So you can affect the way you see the past and what you do for tomorrow by looking within. All that you need really is inside of you. And and the real purpose of me wanting to talk to you is to show you the power that lays inside of you. When I realized what power is within me that God put in there, it changed my life. I wasn't dependent on my past and what I learned from my childhood I wasn't dependent on something in the future. I began to look within. What what has God put within me? So it says, it is God, Philippians 2.13, it is God which worketh in you. It is God who works in you. There's an amazing power in you that God is working, both to will, gives you the will to succeed 
and then to do, to get on your way in succeeding, to do his good pleasure because his will for you is your success. And we saw it in, in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law will not depart out of your heart and mouth. You'll meditate therein day and night. Then you'll observe to do what it says, and then success. So when you fill your heart with the word, you create a place for God to work in. You create an atmosphere for God's Holy Spirit in your life. And then you start looking within you. And when you look within you, power will be released. So what lies behind you, what lies in front of you, cannot, cannot compare, cannot compare with what lies inside of you. If you can just remember this one thing, if, if you forget everything else I said, remember this. There's amazing power inside of you. And all you have to do is look inside and tap into it. So to succeed, really, you have to start looking within. And what do we begin with? We begin with, who am I in Jesus? Who am I in Jesus? So we look within. Our self-image is the first place where the miracle begins. So if we look at our past, when it comes to self-image, we won't succeed. If we look at the future of what I'm hoping to be, won't succeed. But who am I in Jesus? Who am I in Jesus? How does God see me? Then everything changes. When you begin to see the way God sees you, it changes everything. And this is so incredible because the Bible has a lot to say about this. So let's look at Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Because there we see something very, very powerful that the Bible says about who we are. So let's look at Ephesians 2, and let's begin with verse 4. But God, I pray that the Lord will really speak to you through this, that he will change everything about you, that you'll succeed. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Hath raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the age to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness, towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And then it says, we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. We are the product of his workmanship. We are not the product of our past. That's all in the flesh. We are the product of his workmanship, what God is doing in us, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Well, that also means for good works or for success, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So when I talk about success, I'm talking about spiritual success that produces natural success. You know, Prosper as your soul, the Bible says. I wish above all things you prosper as your soul, as your 
as your inner being. If you're not prospering on the inside, you can, you're, you're never going to succeed and prosper on the outside. So we have to focus. We have to focus on who am I in Jesus? How does God look at me? Who, who really am I? I am his workmanship. Look at this amazing verse. Created in Christ Jesus. I want you to say, I am created in Christ Jesus. Just say those words. I am created, and think about them too. I am created in Christ Jesus. Not outside of him. God created me in Christ Jesus. Now that's powerful. I'm created in Christ Jesus. God created me inside his son. Isn't that powerful, Chad? Wow. I'm created in the spirit. God created me in his son. Not in myself, not in my mom and dad, not in my natural world, in his son. Think about it. Let that thought take hold of you. I am, say that, I am created in Christ Jesus. Why? Unto good works, which God hath before ordained. All decided that we should walk in them. Wow. How amazing. How amazing. So we begin with seeing ourselves as God sees us. We, we, we have to look and say, you know, this is, this is what God looks at. This is not, you know, I can, I can you know, whatever. Uh, I can see myself in different ways, but then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail. I'm not going to see myself in the flesh. I'm going to see myself as God sees me. So 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31 says, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world. So the world sees, you know, the foolishness of our faith. But to us it's not foolishness, it's wisdom. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Base things of the world, because that's the way the world sees us. But who cares the way they see us? We care about how God sees us. Base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are that no flesh shall glory in his presence. Now watch this. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Now this is the way God looks at you. Okay. God did not choose what the world calls, you know, foolish. No, no. God chose the, the individuals that the world calls foolish, I, I should say, for his glory. You see your calling. That not many wise in the flesh, not many mighty in the flesh, not many noble in the flesh, God didn't care about calling them. But God has chosen what the world looks upon as foolish to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Base things of the world that the world doesn't want to look at. Things that are despised, God has chosen. 
yea, in things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, that no flesh should glory his presence. Watch this. But of him are you, of him are you. This is how you begin to build your self-image with him. Of him are you in Christ Jesus. It says, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption, that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. What the Lord has put within you, he's put within you divine wisdom, divine righteousness, divine sanctification, divine redemption. You start looking on the inside of you. Now, you know, our self-image in the natural, we, you know, it's really made up of things we've decided about ourselves uh, uh, in the flesh. So we have got to get away from that. I read the story about an elephant when he was little. He was quite wild, and, and in the zoo they chained him to some pole. And every time he would try to pull away, he couldn't get away from, from the pole. And then he grew and grew and grew and grew till he became stronger than the chain and the pole. But he never tried to release himself because in his mind he was still bound to the pole and bound to the chain. A lot of Christians today are bound to the way they see themselves in the flesh. Think about that elephant. You know, here he is, small little baby elephant. He wants to get away. He can't get away because the chain is stronger than the little elephant. Now he becomes a massive elephant. He could have broken a hundred chains like that. Never tried. Because he saw himself. He saw himself as the way his mind told him he is. His mind told him he is. He never bothered to look at his size. Have you seen your size lately in the spirit? Have you seen how mighty you are now in God? that God has poured into you his power, where you can now suck, my goodness, I feel they know when he's just talking to you. God has put in you what it takes to succeed as a Christian, to be on top, on the mountaintop, as a Christian, and to succeed in this life, and to be truly one who prospers in soul and prospers in life. I wish above all things you prosper, be in health like your soul. All, it, it's all about the soul. It's all about the soul. I'm told that Louis, Louis Pasteur, who was a great chemist in France, and that's where you get the word pasteurized milk, pasteurized. He was a, he was a chemist and came up with a, with a way to kill microbes and all this. And that's why we people still to this day benefit from his discovery. But before he died, he said, the next thing men will have to battle is not the, the, the natural, but the soulish. Before the man died, he said that. He said, the next battle is not going to be with how to fix the natural. It's the soul. And if the soul is fixed, everything is fixed. So we focus on within. So... You, you think about the spies who went into the promised land and all they saw were giants and all they saw themselves as grasshoppers and they came back in number 13 and on. They said, well, we, we're grasshoppers in our sight and so 
we're, we're grasshoppers in their sights, and they failed. And God rejected that whole generation because they could not see who they are. And Caleb and Joshua had to say, no, 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 we, we are winners. But no, nobody wanted to listen to him. Now, when you begin to see yourself as God sees you, one thing will happen. And, and if it doesn't happen, you're not there yet. And the thing is, you will literally be free from your past. You'll be free from your past. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about success when you're free from your past. There's a powerful scripture in, in, in Genesis, in Genesis 41, about Joseph. And this is in verse 51. So powerful. It says, Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh because he said, he hath made me forget all my trouble. He hath made me forget all my toil and my father's house. It's impossible to see yourself in God if you see your past. Impossible. You have to come to the place to believe that the past is forgotten and gone. It's no longer your past. You have no past record. You have no past record. Please listen to me. You have no past record in Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. You have no past record. You can't go back and say, well, so many years ago, I did this, 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 and I whatever. No, no, it doesn't exist. He that is in Christ is a new creation. Everything is passed away. Everything is new. You have to see freedom in your life from the past. And Paul understood that, and he said something powerful to us in Philippians 3. Now, you probably all know that verse, but I think it's good to look at it again, because it's so powerful. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. This is Philippians 3.13. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me. And only when I forget what's behind me, I can reach for those things before me. So he was really looking on the inside of him. And said, I'm not going to look at the past. And I cannot see my future, really. I have to look at the inside of me. When I look at the inside of me, the past is forgotten. And now I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect or mature, be thus minded. Let's think this way. That if, any, if in anything you be otherwise minded, God will reveal this to you too. So that God wants you to get there, all of you. I'm talking to somebody right now who really, really, really needs this, but it is impossible to see what's inside of you if you keep the wrong people around you. Listen here, I've learned this you know, many times in my lifetime so far. Be careful who comes around you. The Bible has a lot to say about this. You will never, you can never look within if you're surrounded with people that are negative, that are demonic, worldly. So it says in, in Proverbs, let's look at, Pro, at Proverbs 23, 
<clears throat> this is also powerful. And verse 7, and then I'm going to show you something else here. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So now we, okay, we all know that. That's fine. But how do I get all this stuff out? How do, how, how do I become free from, from what is inside of me? Proverbs 22, 24. Proverbs 22, 24. Look what it says. So powerful. So as a man thinketh in his heart. But it says, make no friendship. You can't think right thoughts in your heart with the wrong people. Proverbs 22, 23. Wow. Well, let's just look at, in fact, let's look at verse 24, I should say. That's Proverbs 22, 24. Make no friendship with, with an angry man. With a furious man, you'll not go. Don't learn his ways. Otherwise, it'll snare your soul. Wow. Don't be a friend of an angry man. Don't go with an angry man. Don't learn his ways. Because he'll snare your soul. Wow. And you know what? What it says in Ecclesiastes 9, 18, it says, one sinner destroys a lot of good. One sinner. It, it, it only takes one person to destroy your future in God. It, it takes one person to destroy your vision in who you are in the Lord. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 18, very, very powerful verse. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Whoa. One sinner destroys much good. So I cannot succeed within if I don't forget the past and get those people out of my life, whoever they are. Get away from them. I'm talking to somebody who needs to hear this. Remember what it says in Corinthians? Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. That's in 1 Corinthians 15. And then God says, and then I'll receive you. I'm not going to receive you if you keep these people around you. I won't do it. That's what God said. Be not deceived. Evil communications. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Corrupt good manners. Evil talking will corrupt good habits. Awake to righteousness. Sin not, for some don't have the knowledge of God. Wow. And then God says, come out from among them, be separate, says the Lord, and then I will receive you. So that's the only way I know. So beautiful, so powerful. All right. Let me give you one more scripture, and then I'm going to continue tomorrow, and that's Jonah 2.8. He that observes vanities, well, let's just go look at it, brings destruction to his life will never, never succeed in life. And in that day, you know, Jonah was talking about uh, people worshiping idols. They don't observe lying vanities, forsake their own mercy. Wow. When people look at lying vanities or <sighs> idols, or the world, they allow the world around them. They forsake their own mercy, and that means Loving kindness, God's loving kindness leaves them. It is so dangerous. It's so dangerous when when people get 
you know, the wrong crowd around them. It's just so, so, so wrong. And so, your mind, your mind cannot be renewed, cannot be renewed if you don't see what God has put in there, inside of you. Because that's what renews your mind. If you don't forget the past, if you don't get the wrong crowd from, from around you, your mind will never become new. Like the Bible tells us, it ought to be now we can think straight. You know, you think about the mind. What a magnificent machine. It can store more information than many, 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 many computers. More information than millions of volumes of books in the Library of Congress. If you attempt to create one brain, you'd spend billions, if not trillions of dollars. It'll be larger than the Empire State Building. Think about just one brain would be larger than the Empire State Building in New York. It would require more electricity than New York City to run. Did you, did you hear that, Chad? It would take more power to run our brain, more electricity than New York City requires. The, the brain is a magnificent, amazing machine God gave us. And even with all that electricity, it you can't even create one thought that we can create in just a, in no time. So think about your 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 mind. Now, here is the key. Okay, and then then I close. Here's the key. And and Paul gives us a most amazing in Philippians four. Paul gives us a more a most amazing revelation in how to get this brain working right. So he says in, in Philippians 4, verse 8 and verse 9, and then you have to pay attention to verse 9 really quite a bit. He said, finally, brethren, that's Philippians 4, 8 and 9, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are, are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. But how? How? Then he gives us the key in verse 9. He says, those things which you have learned, received, heard, seen, and done. Incredible keys on how to change this head of yours. Five things. What you've learned, what you received, what you hear, what you see, and what you do will change the way you think. Isn't that awesome? If you want to change your, your, your mind, you want to see it cleaned up, you have to learn, you have to receive what you learn. It's also what you hear, it's what you see, and what you do. And then it says, the God of peace shall be with you. So Paul says, whatever things are honest and pure and lovely and good, if there be any virtue, praise, think on this. Well, you can't think about this just by thinking about things that are pure and honest and this and that. You have to first learn. Learn what? The word. Two, receive the word. Three, hear the word. Four, see it and then do it. And when that happens, you'll be able to clean the head, clean the mind. And the God 
of peace shall be with you. It goes back to to, uh, to uh, Joshua 1.8. This book of Allah will not depart out of your heart. You'll meditate therein day and night. Yeah, yeah. The Bible is the key. And it's a process. So success is not, is not going to come just, you know, in, in, a, in a week or a month or even a year. It's a process where you begin to get the Word of God in you by learning it, receiving it, hearing it, seeing it, doing it. And then you start to think the right thoughts of pure thoughts and good thoughts and honest thoughts and lovely thoughts. That's what he says. And then the peace of God will fill your life. And then you'll start to look inside of you, forget the past, get those bad people away from you. And success will be automatic in your life. Automatic. You won't even have to think about it. It's just going to happen. I'm going to continue tomorrow because I want to talk about a healthy mind, and I want to also talk about the importance of vision and all this. You know, powerful stuff coming tomorrow. Please, please, please don't miss it. I know you've, you've enjoyed today. So success in all you do, how to succeed in all you do. Father, in Jesus' holy name, let them see it, let them do it, let them live it for your glory and honor. Amen. You got to make me a promise you're going to share these teachings this week about this. People need that so bad. But others are so discouraged and defeated. People are depressed. They worry about tomorrow, all this stuff. No, no, no. Not when you know the Bible. Not when you know what God says. All right. It's time to give to the Lord's work. You know, the Bible says if you've been blessed by the Bible, if you've been blessed by spiritual things, it's our duty to sow seed in the Lord's work. That's what Paul said. And the Bible says so beautifully, if we sow, we reap, you know, if you don't faint, if you don't give up. So, Lord, I pray you'll bless them financially as they give, prosper them as they give. In Jesus' name, financially bless them. And God's people said, amen. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on, or you can go to our website, benihin.org, or simply you can text BHM45777, and don't miss tomorrow. I'll see oh, and don't, don't forget to get my book, Mysteries of the Anointing. It's selling beautifully. Everything I've learned about the anointing in 48 years, it's all in this book. All right, much love. Bye-bye.